Hey everyone, welcome back to the No Like and Chess Show. Today we are going to be talking about strength and marketing. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your no like and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, guys, I hope everyone's doing well. I know this past week has been a little crazy. Last weekend uh, here in Portland, Oregon, we had Ice Mageddon. I still have friends that are without power nine days later. I know Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas have been hit really badly as well. And I don't know if we're going to see less downloads on this episode just because people don't have power. Who knows? But I hope everyone's doing well out there. I have had a fantastic week, and I know I don't share a lot of my personal life on this show. I usually have just real quick intros to our topics, but I've had a great week, you guys, and I just I want to share the love a little bit. I'm a week out from my second vaccine, and I feel like the world's starting to move back towards whatever version of normality that we're going to be seeing. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon here, which is rare in February in the Oregon area. And I'm actually going to be meeting up in person with Reland Logan, who was a guest on the show, ooh, like maybe six months ago or so. We've never met in person, but you know, again, with things opening up a little bit, we have a little more opportunity to do things like that. And it's just really nice to feel like I can actually go out and do things. So I want to talk about other things we can go out and do because a few episodes ago, I was talking about showmanship and specifically how we can reduce the showmanship of our businesses in this online marketing world. And I spoke about that episode from the perspective of just finally having watched The Greatest Showman and how many parallels I found between that movie and the online business world. And when I say online business world, I don't mean necessarily like e-commerce or things like that. I mean the online service providers, the influencers, the people running coaching programs and, and groups and things like that. I spoke a lot about bro marketing and how that sleazy, schemy, slimy feel is not for me and how we, the collective, we can actually join in, kind of band in together and, and fight against that. And since I got such a great response from that episode, I thought I would kind of stick to the celebrity slash movie theme here because I don't watch a lot of movies more than once. I don't watch a lot of movies back to back, but one movie I will almost always watch if you mention it to me is Love Actually. I like the movie for a variety of reasons, but one of them is that there are so many different stories going on in that movie. And the first time you watch it, you don't actually get how they're all interconnected. And in fact, some of the relationships in that movie, I didn't actually get the connection until I'd probably seen it five or six times. I think we can probably safely say I've seen it 20 times at this point. I can't exactly quote the whole thing, but I can quote portions of it. And one of the portions I can quote is Hugh Grant's speech. He's the prime minister of Britain, and he gets a little hurt and actually manages to respond in a very public way at a press conference with the US American president. And I'm going to read the speech. I'm not going to deliver it in Hugh Grant style because I am not a trained actor. But I'm going to read it because I want to get the whole sense here. It applies to what we're going to be talking about in this episode so much. I love that word, relationship. Covers all manners of sins, doesn't it? I fear that this has become a bad relationship. A relationship based on the president taking exactly what he wants and casually ignoring all things that really matter to Britain. 
We may be a small country, but we're a great one too. The country of Shakespeare, Churchill, the Beatles, Sean Connery, Harry Potter, David Beckham's right foot, David Beckham's left foot. A friend who bullies us is no longer a friend. And since bullies only respond to strength, from now onward, I will be prepared to be much stronger. And the president should be prepared for that. Boom. I can't mic drop because my mic's on a stand in front of me. But I would if I could. And then my husband would probably kill me because that would probably break the microphone. I love that speech. There's so much power in it. And, you know, he finishes it and there's like this momentary awkward silence and then a burst of applause because everyone was so proud of him for standing up and saying the thing that needed to be said, right? And that's kind of where we're at right now, you guys. Friends, that is where we are at in this online marketing world right now. There needs to be a schism. There needs to be a before when people were okay with all the crappy marketing out there. And there needs to be an after where we, again, the collective we, band together and say, we will no longer stand for this. We will no longer take it. Let's just pull that speech back. Let's pop out a few words and insert marketing type words in its stead. I love that word, marketing. Covers all manners of sins, doesn't it? Moving on a little bit. A relationship based on the marketers taking exactly what they want and casually ignoring all those things that really matter to us, the audience. Moving on. A friend who bullies us is no longer a friend. And since bullies, marketers, only respond to strength, from now onward, I will be prepared to be much stronger. This is it, friends. This is where we're at. We are at the place where we can now say, we know what these bro marketing tactics are. We are no longer going to be wowed by the rented Lamborghini. We are no longer going to be wowed by the false urgency and scarcity. And we're no longer going to respond in fear to coaches telling us that we don't believe in our business enough because we're not willing to put 20 grand on a credit card just to pad their pockets. We don't have to do that. We can together refuse to give money to anybody who employs those really, frankly, crappy tactics. We have that power. We know better. And now it is time for us to be much stronger. And I'm committed to this, you guys. I am committed to calling it out when I see it, to not responding with my credit card when I see it, but most importantly, to telling other people when I see it. Because I think one of the things that a lot of people are talking about right now is, hey, I know it's bad, but I don't always know it when I see it. I've seen some threads in Facebook groups where people are like, hey, what does that entail? What is crappy marketing? I just want to make sure I'm not one of the problem. And when we see a lot of threads or questions or, or comments like that, it means that people are unsure whether they've actually been targeted this way in their lives. And I shared in the showmanship episode how I had at one time been targeted that way, and I didn't even realize it until a year, year and a half later. And it left me with a very bad taste in my mouth. So if we together can commit to calling it out when we see it, good things will happen as a result. And one of the ways I'm going to do that is actually something I did earlier this week. I posted a rant on both Facebook and Instagram after yet another crappy email in my inbox. Before I go into the rant, I want to say two things. The first is that ranting for the sake of ranting is probably not going to do you any favors, even if it makes you feel good at the time. But ranting in a way that educates people can be very beneficial, not only for their education, but for the greater good. Two, way back on episode 99, I interviewed Angie Trueblood, who has a company that actually pitch guests to other podcasts hosts, and she does a fantastic job of it. 
several of her pitches have ended up being guests on my show. And some of those guests have gotten wonderful comments from you guys. So if you want to know how to do this in a good way, go listen to that episode with Angie. It's episode 99. You can get to it at brittanygardner.com forward slash 099. In there, she actually talks about a few things you can include in your pitches. And then she, I believe, had a freebie opt-in that she mentioned in the episode that will actually guide you through even more information to put together good pitches if you do want to be guests on other shows. I say all of that because this rant was about all the crappy pitches I get. I average two or three emails a day, people wanting to be on this show. And here's the thing, guys. Most of the emails I get are really bad, like cringeworthy bad. And when I decide whether someone can come on the show or not, it's always going to be about you, you, the listeners, you, the audience. I want to make sure that whoever comes on, whoever you are willing to give 20 or 30 minutes of your time to, that they are going to add value to your life. They're going to help you make money. They're going to help you make more efficient systems. They're going to help you grow your business so you can have a great life and be happier. That's what it really comes down to. If they're not willing to add value, like actual things you can do, I don't want them on the show. I don't want you wasting your time on someone's cool story. I don't want you wasting your time on someone's great income. I want them to actually tell you tangible things on how you can do the same thing in your world. Otherwise, what's the point? I want to make sure that that value is there. It goes back to the love actually speech. I love that word relationship. Marketing should be a relationship. And the reason I posted this rant earlier this week, and I got so much feedback on it, all good for the record. The reason I posted it is because most of the pitches that come into my inbox don't even attempt to add value. So this is what I wrote. Dear podcast pitchers, I don't care how cool you are. I don't care how much money you've made. I don't care if you've been featured on Forbes or Success. I care about what you can offer my audience. What three tangible takeaways can you offer in about 20 minutes? Don't give me five topic ideas. Give me one that you have researched because you're the supposed expert. Don't tell me, oh, you don't like those? Well, just tell me what you want me to talk about. I'll talk about that. Because how am I supposed to know if you're an authority on that? How are you going to help my audience? How will you add value for them? That is all I care about. Hashtag end rant. All right. I got some really great comments, both on Instagram and Facebook on that. And the reason I think I got those comments are because everyone resonates with the me, 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 my, 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 I want, I want, I want, without any reference to what they can offer. If I'm going to share someone on the show, it's going to be for you guys. Every time I get a pitch in my inbox, that's what I think. How will my listeners benefit from this person? And I posted this rant after a week-long exchange with someone who actually could have been a great guest for the show. I just never got to the point of actually being able to figure out whether they could have been a great guest because the person pitching the guest speaker didn't know what they were doing. First, they just sent me a copy and paste boilerplate email. So-and-so is so cool. They've made this much money. They've done all these talks. They want to be on your show literally didn't even mention a topic. So I actually respond. I have a, a form email I send out. Hey, I have a form on my website. Please read the instructions before submitting again. And the form on my website basically says, tell me one topic you want to bring to my audience. Make sure it includes three tangible takeaways for the audience. 
And you know what this picture did? They copied the first email they sent me into the comment box. They didn't even read. They didn't even try. And I think there was actually an email in between there where they're like, oh, what form? Where is it on your site? Like they didn't even go. They didn't even look. They didn't even try. And because I was feeling very generous, I was like, oh, it's right on my website. You can search it. Anyway, after the form email, I did something I don't normally do. And I responded and I said, hey, you still haven't submitted a topic. What would so-and-so like to talk about? I don't normally let these exchanges go on this long. I normally just delete them and, and move on. But the person responded, oh, they can talk about anything you want. Now, here's the problem with that. And I want to make this one in particular very clear because I myself, I, your lovely host, can actually talk about a lot of different things. But I'm only an expert in just so many. I mean, you can ask me to talk about a couple different things that I am not an expert, and I can probably put a really good talk together for you. But I personally believe that you should only be talking in a public podcast setting about things you're truly an expert on. Otherwise, you may be leading people down the wrong path, and that's not something I would want to do. So I won't let guests do the same thing for my audience. You really need to know what you're talking about if you're going to bring it to me. And since you're the expert, you need to be the one that presents the topic to the host. So obviously, that particular exchange went nowhere. I did end up just deleting it and posted the rant in response and got a lot of great feedback because it turns out all podcast hosts are unfortunately subject to these crappy pitches, which leads back to the premise of this particular episode, which is crappy marketing abounds, and it is not going to change until we band together and say, no, we will not stand for this. So I am going to update my form email for when I get these pitches, and it's going to be much stronger. It is going to basically be, in a nutshell, what I've shared with on this episode, that we as people need to band together and actually take the time to add value for whatever audience we are trying to reach. And if we are not willing to add value and we're not willing to take the time to make sure what we are talking about is going to add value, then we should probably just shut up and be done about it already. That is me being much stronger. That is me committing to saying, no, we will not stand for this any longer. Okay. I actually forgot to earlier include another very famous presidential speech. So I'm going to actually tack this on right here. It's from The American President, which is a very old movie. And actually, now that I'm looking up the transcript of this speech, it was in 1995. And for some unfortunate reason, it's in Comic Sans, which makes me not want to read it at all. But thanks, website. You must made me throw up a little bit. Anyway, The American President was a movie with Michael Douglas and Annette Bening, and he was a single president. And, you know, she becomes his love interest. But through the course of the movie, I'm not going to share the whole plot here. He ends up messing up. And he ends up having to publicly come out against like his you know campaign opponent. And in the speech, he says this line. And I think this line ties everything up really nicely. So maybe it's a good thing that I forgot to put the speech earlier in the episode. He says, I've loved two women in my life. I lost one to cancer and I lost the other because I was so busy keeping my job. I forgot to do my job. Well, that ends right now. And he goes on to talk about what bill he's going to send to Congress and whatnot. And this is where I go on to talk about something that needs to be said here, because I've spent the last couple months of episodes diving into some nitty gritty tactics. I am committed to doing that. I want you guys as the audience, as the listeners, to hear nitty gritty tactics on how you can brand and market your business online. But one thing I have not said clearly on this show, especially lately, is that you need to be good at what you do. You need to know your one thing. And then 
all those nitty gritty tactics will not only make more sense, they'll be much easier for you to implement. What do I mean by this? There is something that you are really good at. There is something that you are so good at, it's easy for you to help other people become good at it. There is something you do so efficiently for a specific kind of person that niching is no longer an issue. It's just something that happens because you're so good at this one thing with this one person. That is your primary goal in your business. Once you have that down, go ahead and market. Go ahead and build a funnel, maybe even a secondary funnel. Go ahead and build an entry-level offer so you can build your mailing list or create a lead funnel or start guesting on podcasts or any of these things that we've been talking about over the last few months. Building a content strategy is a thousand times easier when you know what you're talking about and who you are aiming that talk towards. Building a funnel is a thousand times easier as well when you have a specific goal in mind for the funnel. Having all of these things put together requires you to know what you're talking about so you can do your job. All of these tactics, and I will say all of the marketing things I've been talking about on here are ways to market your business, and some of them are tactics, but you can get so mired down in them that you're so busy keeping your job that you can actually forget to do your job. We can end that right now. We, back to the collective we again, We can band together and do a better job marketing our businesses by focusing on the things we do really well and then sharing that with our audience. That's how we have a good relationship rather than Hugh Grant's bad relationship. That's how we can be much stronger by knowing who we are, what we stand for, and then how we can share that with our audience in a way that adds value. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with right now. How can you do your one thing better so that you can help more people, so you can add more value to your audience? That said, I got a message a couple weeks ago from Grace at Wild Ellis. She's got a branding agency and she does a really good job at what she does. But she sent this message to me, not in a review of this podcast, which please go review the podcast. (laughs) It helps other people find this great information, find content that actually does add value. And it also tells me, which content you like the best. But she sent this to me via Instagram DM and she said, I love it. I think it was in reference to one of the quotes from an episode in January. But she said, by the way, I started, quote, encouraging, end quote, aka requiring my contractors to listen to your podcast. We talk about the episodes as a team. All right, guys, I am not above telling you I totally teared up when I read that the first time. I'm not tearing up right now, promise. But that is so nice for me to see. I do spend a lot of time putting these episodes together. I do spend a fair amount of time researching them. It's not all spent watching old movies, of course, but I want to make sure I am adding value. So hearing from Grace that I add value not only to her, but to her entire agency team really does help me continue to make great content for you guys. All right. That said, I can't wait to hit you guys up next week. We have a great guest coming on the show and we'll see you then. 